0: Hello, and welcome to the Activate Podcast. My name is Jillian Pelkey. And if you are joining us for the first time, you can check out past episodes of the Activate Preaching Podcast by checking out SoundCloud or iTunes. And if you're joining us for the first time uh, after being together at the Overflow 2019 Women's Conference, welcome to the Activate Podcast. I'm so glad that you have stopped by to listen. All right, we are going to pray. And then get right into the word of God. So, will you bow your hearts? Will you bow your heads with me as we go before God? God, here we are, Jesus, in this moment, longing to be with you, our Father, our friend, our Maker. God, here we are in this moment, wanting to hear from your word, wanting to hear what it is you would have to say to us, your creation. So God, I pray that you would unstop our ears, that you would open up our hearts to really understand, God, to really spend moments with you. God, in your presence, everything is made right. In your presence, everything is calmed. The storm within us stops raging. And God, we can see things in a clearer way. So God, I pray that we would allow your Holy Spirit to minister to us in these next few moments. God, use my voice. God, use me as a tool, Lord, to accomplish your good works. Jesus, thank you. Amen. Amen. Well today we are going to start unpacking a little bit of a verse in Job. And as soon as I read this verse, there were a number of people's names that just flashed in front of my mind, because there's many people who have said these type of words to me before, and I just thought of them, and I thought, this is for you. And so I wish I could tag people in a Facebook post of, you know, this message is for you. But I won't do that. I'll let the Lord lead people to it. I know that uh, as soon as I begin to read this, it'll resonate with you because it resonated with me. This verse just spoke to a deep part of my heart. It just uncovered a part of my heart. And you know, there's so many tensions in life. One tension that we continually see is that tension between great deep faith and then the reality of day-to-day And the reality of how do I apply this deep faith that I have to the everyday situation that I'm currently walking through. And in the account of Job, Job is tested. He is put through the ringer, through life situations. And he comes out, never having cursed God, never having turned from God, going through deep emotion and deep pain asking for help from friends, crying out to God, but never turning away from him. And he's such an example to me. I need to cry out to friends. I need to cry out to God. I need to allow myself to feel the emotions that come over me and work through them. And that's what Job does. He's working through. Instead of just pretending that he doesn't feel angry, he says, I'm angry How am I going to figure out why and work through this? And with God's help, he does. So let's open our Bibles. If you have your Bible, open to Job chapter 7. We are just smack in the middle here of Job going through uh, the worst season of his life. The, The things that he's gone through, he's lost his children. He's lost his wife. He's lost his livestock. He's lost everything. And this is after sitting for days in silence With his friends. His friends came and sat alongside of him in silence, contemplating. How and why could this be happening to you, Job? But Job says something here. And again, if if names flash before you, or if your own heart starts pumping in your chest, knowing this may be for you, Job chapter seven, and I'm going to read it in its entirety. So buckle in here. Here we go. Job chapter seven. Does not man have hard service on earth? Are not his days like those of a hired man, like a slave longing for the evening shadows or hired man waiting eagerly for his wages? So I have been allotted months of futility and nights of misery have been assigned to me. When I lie lie down, I think, how long before I get up? The night drags on and I toss till dawn. My body is clothed with worms and scabs. My skin is broken and festering. My days are swifter than a weaver's shuttle, and they come to an end without hope. Remember, O oh God, that my life is just a breath. My eyes will never see happiness again. The eye that now sees me will no longer. You will look for me, but I will be no more. As a cloud vanishes and is gone, so he who goes down to the grave does not return. He will never come to his house again. His place will know him no more. Therefore, I will not keep silent. I will speak out in the anguish of my spirit. I will complain in the bitterness of my soul. Am I a sea or the monster of the deep that you put me under guard? When I think my bed will comfort me and my couch will ease my complaint, even then you frighten me with dreams and terrify me with visions so that I prefer strangling and death rather than this body of mine. I despise my life. I would not live forever. Let me alone. My days have no meaning. What is man that you make so much of him, that you give so much attention, that you examine him every morning and test him every moment? Will you never look away from me or let me alone even for an instant? If I have sinned, what have I done to you? O watcher of men, why have you made me your target? Have I become a burden to you? Why do you not pardon my offenses and forgive my sins? For I will soon lie down in the dust. You will search for me, but I will be no more. Job is speaking in deep desperation. He is saying out loud that he is complaining about what he's going through. His heart is anguished. Are there people like this in your life who have come to you with this same sense of desperation? Have you come to a place of that same desperation in your life? Where you dread Mondays, where you dread Tuesdays, and if you're honest, you dread Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday and even Sunday, where work is a burden, home is a burden, sleeping is a burden, and you would just prefer to not have to go through this anymore. What do you do? What does Job do? What does does the average American do? What does the Christian do? when faced with this kind of despair. I like what Job does. Job was honest. And I think for each one of us as Christians, that is something we're afraid of. Many of us are afraid of. To be honest with how life is feeling. To be honest with how we are facing things, how we are dealing with things. The Bible says, Take on my yoke. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. That means that trusting in Jesus, going and doing things God's way, is not a burden. Could you imagine your life being light? Now, contrast that to what Job is feeling. Everything in his life has fallen apart. Waking and sleeping, all is misery. And Jesus says, come to me and you will find a lightness, a peace. How do we reconcile the two? How do we get from where Job is in despair to where Jesus says we can be living with abundant life? Where is the bridge? The bridge is so elementary and so simple that we tend to, I tend to, hate it because it's too easy. The bridge out of despair is silence before God. It's time spent in the presence of Jesus. The only cure for the ache of our heart is time spent in the presence of Jesus. He says, he is the vine and we are the branches, meaning that our sustenance, our life, he again and again, he tries to teach us that everything flows from him. And with Job, we see Job first off admitting where he's at. And many of us are too busy to admit where we're at. Many of us are listening to this podcast while doing five other things. Our brains can't turn off all the tabs. Even this past Sunday, I was uh, Sunday morning doing the sound booth and I had this tendency to want to open up my apps on my phone. I wanted to write something down. I couldn't just quiet my mind to listen and to stop doing five other things to listen to what the Lord might be saying to me in that moment through the sermon. It's so hard to slow ourselves down because we are training ourselves. We are living in an age where Everything is fast. You listen to a book while you're driving. You do three things at once. And to slow down, to hear the whisper of the voice of God, the still, small voice of God, that's the balm. That's the healing that we need. There's this whole uh, word called detox, and there's so many different ways that we can detox our bodies through water and diet and exercise and sweat, and our bodies need to get rid of all the toxins that are put in, it's put in through processed food, it's put in through chemicals in our shampoo and our toothpaste and uh, in the air that we breathe that can be polluted. There are so many different ways that we're taking on toxins, and we have to detox our bodies. We have to also detox our spirit because we are fed, processed food, so to speak, in social media. We are are fed things that are not healthy for our spirits day in and day out. And if we don't stop to detox in the presence of the king, we will look like everyone else who doesn't know him. We will look like Christians who are so busy doing spiritual things, but they aren't very spiritual people, that just under that top layer, there's a miserable sadness. Just like Job, where his waking is miserable, and his sleeping is miserable, and his life is miserable, and he just wants it all to end. He just wants to jump off this carousel of life. And God invites us again and again to come and sit at his feet, to come and be quiet before him, and to hear what he would say to you individually. The God of the universe loves you individually and specifically. He has a blueprint for your life. Call unto me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things that you do not know. Search for me. Seek me. And you will find me when you seek me with all of your heart. The eyes of the Lord is searching the earth, looking for one, just one that is truly his. He wants to make them strong. This cure is too easy slash too hard for us. This cure is too easy slash too hard for us. It's too easy. We want it to be more difficult. We want it to have more hoops to jump through. We want it to be too hard to figure out, but it's not. Because we have so many things at our fingertips that we don't use. Uh, my husband, for instance, signed us up for Spotify Music, which is a really great uh, streaming service for uh, for music. It's right at my fingertips, and yet I won't take the time to download it on my phone. So I use the computer. I use other things. <laughs> Or I'll, I'll listen to music worship songs on YouTube uh, where it will stop and there'll be interruptions and it won't, uh, it'll have ads that'll play out loud. And instead of using something right at my fingertips, I don't do it. Would rather God be this mysterious thing that's hard to get to? Would rather God be this thing that I have to do all these good works to get in front of? Because then that would... Help me with my excuses why I don't sit before him. <laughs> but it's such an elementary principle. Sit before Jesus. We have something that Job didn't have at that moment. See, in Job is in the Old Testament. It's before Jesus came and sacrificed his very life, rising again from the dead, opening up an access between us and God. It is before the Holy Spirit came to guide us into all truth. And now we have this access to the Father. The Bible teaches us that the veil that was between God and man was torn into access has been granted. And so unlike Job, there's no wall between us and God. There's nothing holding us from being in his presence. So this access to God is too easy slash too difficult, and the too difficult part is where we have to take the blame on our own shoulders because we aren't carving out and making time to spend with Jesus. It's not that he's not talking. It's not that he's not Emmanuel, God with us. It's not that he's refusing to be the friend that sticks closer than the brother. It's not that he's refusing us the the bread of life. He's not refusing us the the water that will satisfy. He's not walking away and shaming us. He's not uh, leaving us behind and going with the popular kids and leaving us in the dust. No, it's the opposite of all those things. He says he is the friend that does stick closer than a brother. That means that if you call into him, he will answer you. He is the one that will go and search for the one that's lost. He wants to bind up the brokenhearted. He wants to heal those who are sick. He says he didn't come just for the healthy, but he came for those that were sick. He came for the sinner. He came to call those who are far away closer. And he says there's access to every single person who believes, and that includes you, and that includes me. And so if you're in this place where your heart feels sick of the day-to-day, if you're in this place like Job, this is, I don't like this. If you're ready to admit that before God, he can come and heal your broken heart. He can say, "Your, your yoke, your burden doesn't have to be heavy. Your burden can be light if you spend time in the presence of God. If you spend time silent before the Lord, listening to what he would say, not giving him suggestions, not telling him what he should do, but listening to what he says, because what he says matters. The voice of God Almighty matters. It changes everything. He's life-giving. He says he'll give us life and life abundantly. And if you feel right now that your life is not abundant, if you feel like there are areas of your life that just need help, then you are like absolutely every single person on this planet. We all need God. But few of us are running to his arms. We all need God today, but few of us are spending time in his presence And so I just want to go over what does it look like to spend time with God? What does it look like to hear from Jesus? It looks like finding a place away from all the noise, away from busyness, away from screens, and being quiet before God. The Bible's full of time after time when Jesus went alone to pray. And if Jesus had to go alone to pray, so do I. Even more so, so do I. And so spending time with Jesus looks like getting alone somewhere in nature, getting alone in your car with the radio off and no one else in the car. It means finding a quiet place in your house. It means carving out time. There were times in my life where I would go and rent a hotel room to go and spend time with Jesus. There were times where I would take time off of work. I would take half a day off of work to go spend time with Jesus. There were times where I had to turn off my Netflix and my Facebook and stop taking phone calls, even important phone calls, so I could spend time with Jesus. Because if I'm not checking on myself, how can I check on other people? In an airplane, they tell you to put on your air mask first before you can put on the air masks of even your children. And so your air mask is Jesus. Your help comes from the Lord. It doesn't come from anywhere else. And so it looks like finding that time, making that time, carving out that time, going after that time, turning everything off, closing all the tabs in your mind. And if you can't quiet down your mind, get out a piece of paper and make a list of all that you have to do and all you're thinking about, then take it and fold it up and think about it afterwards. And then find that moment where you can sit before God quietly with a Bible and say, here I am, Lord. And then the most elementary, easy, slash most difficult thing you will ever do is to be quiet before God. God, what are you saying? Friends, I am a super regular person. There's nothing super about me. And if I can quiet myself down to hear from God, so can you. There's no levels in our our Christianity. There's no levels of, of who's this and who's that. Everyone can hear from God. So quiet yourself down. Find that place alone and listen. Let minutes go by. Let minutes go by. Think of how long you'll spend watching a TV show. Think of how long you'll spend reading a book. Think of how long you spend driving somewhere. That many minutes. Spend that many minutes in silence before God. Listening. Contemplating, asking God to give you a new way of looking at things, a new way of thinking about things, a way to set your mind on things above. Let God begin to detox your heart, detox your spirit. Help Him to lead you from bitterness to forgiveness. Help Him to lead you from death to life. Help Him to lead you out of where you are so you're not just walking around like everybody else with pent-up anger and frustration and disappointment. Let him bring you to joy and the joy of the Lord will be your strength. That's how you find it. Not just by quoting a verse, not just by slapping something on the cover of who you are, but by transforming your inner man, transforming your spirit by spending time with Jesus. And so when we feel like Job, the bridge to an easy, uh, easy yoke, The bridge to an abundant life is not taking us out of the problem. It's not erasing all the things that are hard. But it's knowing Jesus through them. Jesus isn't a genie who we wish upon. And he grants our wishes and takes things away from us. He says, no, I'll walk you through them. And I'll help you to grow in them. I'll show you where I am in the midst of this season. Because he's in every season. He's in every moment of our lives. So this today is just that simple and yet difficult reminder to spend time in the presence of Jesus and let him speak to your situation. Let him replace despair with hope. Be honest before God. God, here's where I'm at. I'm unhappy in my life. I'm unhappy with this particular part of life. God, show me. More of who you are. The prayer is not God, take it from me. God, fix that person. God, take me out of this job. Take me out of this marriage. Take me out of this church. Take me away from that cousin or that aunt or that uncle or that friend that won't leave me alone. The answer is no, Jesus. I need to be in your presence. I need to put on your yoke. And then as I walk through all of those same situations, I will have a new spirit in my heart. I'll have joy. And love and peace, I will I will have the Holy Spirit within me, rather than my spirit of flesh, which wants to hate, get revenge, and and do things my own human way, but God has a supernatural way for us to live, a supernatural way for us to walk through things. And we need to be transformed by the renewing of our mind, which means day by day by day, moment by moment, not a checkbox in the morning, but a daily routine with God where we are walking and talking and communing with him all day long. My prayer is that you'll spend some time today in His presence and that He'll wash over you in a way that only He can, that He will be the lifter of your head. It's so simple and it's so difficult. But if we would surrender ourselves to God, if we would slow down and listen to someone who can really heal us, then our lives will have a different lens to look through. And we truly will be followers of Jesus, will truly be transformed, and will truly be different. Let's pray. God, I I pray for all those who have felt like Job or are currently feeling like Job, where this is really hard and hopeless. God, I pray that we would find ourselves in your presence, that we would carve out time, that we would prioritize that you would be the most important part of our every day. God, I pray that we would see you in moments throughout our entire day, that we would know that you are with us, that we know that you, would, that you care for us so deeply. And God, I pray that we would listen to your voice and be quick to obey whatever you would say. Jesus, I pray that you would fill us up with love, Enjoy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self control. Fill us with your spirit, God. Help us to remember that you are the vine and we are the branches. Everything we have flows from you, not from us trying harder, working harder, being better, but being closer to you. Jesus, thank you for your strength. Thank you that you are the rock that never moves. God, we run to you right now and we are safe. Your name is a strong tower. God, I pray for each person listening. May they find peace in your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen.